Welcome to Ram Radio, presented to you by the Fort Smith Regional Art Museum. This podcast is dedicated to sharing the latest news in the Fort Smith art scene. Reporting to you from the beautiful downtown Fort Smith at 1601 Rogers Avenue, where we make it our priority to foster art appreciation through diverse exhibitions, educational programming, dynamic events, and cultural partnerships. Today we will be speaking with artist David Madrinich. David has an exhibit on view right now titled An Element of Nature, Drawings, Paintings, and Beehives. This exhibit will be on view until November 24th, 2019. How are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. I'm glad to be here and I appreciate the opportunity to show and uh, speak with folks. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself, your life, your career, your artwork? Well, I was originally born in Pennsylvania, western Pennsylvania, in a steel town, and ever since I was a little kid, I liked to draw, so I always drew. Uh, One of the earliest things I remember doing was drawing a prehistoric landscape and then drawing dinosaurs and then cutting them out and stapling them to the landscape that I drew on another piece of paper. So I guess, I mean, that was way before I entered first grade, so I think I was trying to get a 3D effect or something. That is what (laughs) I kind of evaluate it as now. But I I always enjoy drawing. I took a couple art classes in high school. When I started college, I actually was a recreation and parks major as like a biologist for to be a naturalist in a, in a state park. But I was hanging out with art students, uh, going to the art museum, and halfway through I changed my major. I mean, it was a brand new major at Penn State University, so one of the problems with it was trying to find my advisor. They moved him every semester and and trying to get enough people into classes to make. Like I said, it was it was real early. That was the early 70s. And they thought it was going to be a major of the future. Everybody would be working four-day work weeks. Americans would have nothing but leisure coming out of the 1960s. That would and be wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It turned out to be the opposite. Everybody works two jobs. Yeah. Now. So, uh, But that's how I started, and then I evolved into uh, art. Do you think that your previous major, the Parks and Recreation, has anything to do with kind of the theme behind your current exhibit, An Element of Nature? Yes. I mean, I've always been interested in being outdoors. You know, my mom always had to call me to get me to come in at night because I was out. We had a little bit of property, so I'd be out in a creek or a crick, as we called it, in western Pennsylvania. (laughs) So I'd be outside quite a bit, and that's one of the reasons why I was attracted to that major, but then, again, I'd... We had to wear uniforms. I was a little more creative, and and so I shifted into art first as art education. So, uh, yeah, that's that's all tied with it. You know, I'm still very much an outdoors person. When did you think you first realized that you wanted art as a full-time profession? I guess halfway through my undergraduate career, I did that, and um, I knew it would be hard, and when I got out of school in the mid-70s, there was kind of a downswing in the economy, and it was was hard to get a job. So really, I did a variety of things for almost 14 years before I went back to school to get my master's degree, my MFA in art, which gave me the credentials to teach at the college level. So once I completed that, which I did in Georgia, I, uh, I then came into... Uh, teaching part-time and eventually got a full-time job at Arkansas Tech, which is what brought me to Arkansas. 
So, an element of nature, can you tell me a little bit about what that means to you? Yes, you know, when I go out, uh, I do like a panoramic landscape, but I do notice all the details that are there. So sometimes there is a particular tree, an animal, maybe it's the color of the time period in the morning or the evening that the colors are changing. And so uh, there's usually one little thing that triggers me to focus on an area. But then once I start working on the piece of art, there's usually all these additional pieces that come in into being. But a lot of times there's like one little element, and, and again, it may be a particular tree, actually, or even a texture, the light quality of the day. All of the pieces that are currently on view in this exhibit, did you create all of them with the idea of them all being together in one gallery, or were they put together here and there? They were put together over a course of time. There's several pieces that are from an Oklahoma landscape, the tall grass prairie, the ones that have a little more expansive space and a little less trees. Uh, that's from the tall grass prairie area of Oklahoma, Osage County mostly. And so uh, I kind of have a theme to where I focus with that part of the planet. And I've shown those works just as prairie works in a couple exhibits in the past and uh, others that I've just built over time because I teach full-time I'm not able to get as much artwork done as I really would want so right. uh, there's a little range in the time period on when these works were creative but I'm always curious to see how they look together which was one of the excitements of coming in with yeah. you know your staff putting them up putting them together and seeing how you folks interpreted this pile of 35 artworks <laughs> that I dropped off on you. Do you like the way that we put it together? Uh, I really do. I think it's beautiful. It's a nice nice movement of color and uh, the spacing between them is, is really nice to where you're able to see the works individual. And then I have this sub theme of beehives which you know one of the little gallery nooks has just those beehive pastels in, in kind of their own little environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Casey and her team actually do a really great job putting these exhibits together. It looks absolutely amazing. When you were putting this exhibit together, what was your favorite part of the entire process? Well, I'm there were about five or six new works. So when I gave Casey the list of works that would be in the exhibit, three of those didn't exist yet. <laughs> so, you know, I, I kind of put myself on the spot and saying, oh, the winter hives, and, and I can't remember exactly uh, what else. But there were three that weren't done yet by the time I turned in. So that was a little bit exciting, you know, making sure I met the deadline with that. But the most part is once you've got new work, seeing how they match up with some of the old work, and then again, the series, the arrangement, and how a person will walk into the gallery and look at them, move around, and kind of interpret their movement through the space. Yeah. And, and so that's always the most exciting part. How long did it take you? I know you said that not all of the pieces were made at the same time, but how old is the oldest one versus the newest one? Okay, there's two of the prairie landscapes in there that are about 11 years old, and then the newest one would be about a month old, I guess, at, at this point. Because I do make my own frames, and mm -hmm. so I had to finish what I was doing and then 
make the uh, the frames for everything. Some of the works were done oh, several months ago, but I never made the frames. So I did end up making 16 frames oh, for goodness. this exhibit too, <laughs> as well as keeping up with uh, yeah. with the paintings that were there. So the work is as recent as a month ago to as far back as about 11 years. I realize going through your gallery that a lot of your pieces have a very cohesive look. Did you have any challenges kind of matching the newer pieces with your older work? Well, you know, having a consistent frame, since I make my own frames mm -hmm. and I do them all the same way, that's that's one design unit that helps unify them out. But that that's always something that you're not sure of, you know, because I, I don't really have them all laid out at once while I'm working. And again, um, you're never really quite sure until you put them out. And Casey pretty much lays out the show the same way I would. You know, you get all the pieces out there, you start shifting them around on the floor, leaning them up against the wall until they kind of find the yeah. visual flow that you think works well. When people visit your exhibit, what do you want them to get out of it? How do you want them to feel? I would like them to be able to pause for just a few moments. You know, we all have these multitasking lives that we are involved with and people interrupting us and there's sound going on and visuals flashing and somebody talking to you. So I would like them to maybe just be able to pause and reflect on looking at the work and what they see, you know, whether it's a deep sort of panoramic space or whether it's a more intimate area that's kind of closed in and you're looking a little closer at the details. And I mentioned, you know, the work reflects a sense of place and, and a sense of place is something different to everybody. Even though we're both in the same place, you might be like looking at something differently or something might be resonating a little more deeply to you than to me. And so that's what I would like people to do with the work. A lot of people during the opening, they mentioned particular colors or they mentioned particular pieces that they felt comfortable with, where they could relate to. They might even ask a question where that was. And so it showed me that they were looking, you know, a little deeper at it. But yeah, I, I want them to take their experiences with life and with nature and then to look at what I create and see if there's any kind of communication there that, you know, triggers something maybe familiar with them. I'd like to get a look at the process that you use when you're actually making the pieces. Do you typically work in a studio? Are you out in the field in nature? What What is a day when you're working on your artwork look like to you? Uh, yes, all those. So I have to experience the place for me to be able to create it. So if somebody showed me a photograph of Venice, I've never been to Venice, Italy, and wanted me to paint the image, it would mean nothing to me, you mm -hmm. know, even though it's attractive and I like the colors, unless I'm actually there, because when you're there, you can use all your senses, not only sight, but you can hear the animals, you can feel the wind across your skin, uh, there's tastes, there's smells that are in the air. So what I do a lot of times is I'll, I'll visit an area, I'll make some sketches mm -hmm. or color sketches, I may take some photos, and then back in the studio, I'll create the finished piece, especially if it's larger. There are two pieces in the show that were put up that were strictly on plain air. And then some of the pieces in the show 
are little fragments from little sketches that I've done, and then I combine them. So they look like a particular place, but they're actually several views from that place, and they're reconstructed to create the design, image, and composition. So you, you can never stand there and see exactly what the image is showing you, even though it looks familiar, because again, it's maybe three different viewpoints that I combine into one. So I do that, you know, it's a combination of sketches and notes, a little bit of photograph help, uh, making up things. A lot of times I'll invent the sky that's there and I'll do little sketches on site of skies, just as little studies. And then I have a bank of those that I look at and when I'm doing a, a landscape, it has a kind of a restricted topography to it where there's fields and streams and that and so I know I want the ground base that's in front of me and then I'll start to lay in a, a sky from my imagination that works well with the design. I kind of get a balance of you know what's more me and what's carried over along with what's actually happening right then and there. Yeah, One of my favorite things about this exhibit is a lot of the places that are portrayed in these paintings I've actually visited before, and it's fascinating to see kind of a different interpretation of these places. And that brings me to my next question. I want to know, what's your favorite place that you've ever visited and then painted and recreated yourself? Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, hard to answer that. I am intrigued with the tall grass prairie region, because mm. in Pennsylvania, where I grew up, it was a more wooded area, and even where I live in Arkansas, at the base of the uh, Ozarks, just north of Russellville, it's a heavily wooded wooded area. And in, in the past, I had always kind of traveled through the, the prairie and the plains on my way to the Rockies or something, and never like, really locked down in that big open space to see what it was like. And so several years ago, I took a sabbatical from school, and I spent my sabbatical, three trips at about four or five days each, just out on that prairie. And I would do sketches, paintings, drawings, just absorbing that big open space because it was a lot more unique to me than what I had grown up with. And I've been going back ever since, I guess, to a... 2005 was the first time I tranched around there. So I, I've been going back every year since. So I think that has an intriguing area to yeah. me. And I also like getting up on heights. I like being high up to where you can see a vast, deep panorama and the way that exposes itself. So uh, I'm always looking for new places. <laughs> and there are a lot of places in Arkansas. I mean, that's one thing about subject matter. It's I don't have to travel far. Are there any other artists or any other pieces of artwork that have inspired you in the past or your current work? Oh, uh, boy, it's endless amount of artists, I guess. A lot of the artists I like, they don't really paint in my style, but I like the way they study works. Since I moved to Arkansas, I never really paid much attention to artists like Alexander Hogue, who lived in Texas, and then moved to Oklahoma. He was the head of the art department at the University of Tulsa for decades. Uh, there's another artist, Everett Spruce, who actually lived near where I live in Russellville in the early part of the 20th century, and he became head of the uh, University of Texas University of, geez, maybe in the 40s, I guess. 
something like that. So these are people who don't paint exactly like me, but I really was intrigued by them because I guess I'm living in their territory. They weren't people that I studied in art history. Uh, Daniel Garber's another artist that I never studied while I was in school, and he's from the Bucks County area, north of Philadelphia. There's sort of the New Hope School along the Delaware River. It's another little regional group of artists that work a lot of them off of landscape. And uh, a lot of those folks, uh, again, I never studied them in school. They really weren't encouraged. We were learning more about abstract and abstract expressionism. And, and so I'm constantly looking up these more local artists, I guess you could call them, a regional artist. Do you practice any subjects in artwork beside nature? Do you do any other subjects? Figures usually end up incidental in a painting. So it's a lot of times I might be doing a close-up. So I might have a close-up of a fence post or, or a tree or a seed pod, but it's there's usually an element of nature that <laughs> that is going to be included. I've done cityscapes, but again, it's just concrete things that we've piled on top of the landscape. Right. So I'm always interested in how the buildings lie and, and the contour of the land that they're following. I tell my students quite a bit to get their ideas from nature. I said, you know, nature is the source of everything. Mm -hmm. And then civilization built symbols and designs, the clothing patterns, all, all based from those materials. So that's your source, not Google, not Pinterest, but looking at something in nature, taking a part of it and building from that. So... Um, Yes, I, I would say f even when I was doing abstract work in the early 70s, there was still, a, the, you could see uh, tree roots or uh, branch parts that were abstracted. They, were, they still had an organic look to them. So I, I, I think that's always going to be there. Do you have any other projects that you're currently working on? Right now I'm playing with some uh, extensions of the beehive drawings that I've been doing, looking at creating them more like religious pieces, mm -hmm. like uh, little prayer cards, Renaissance artwork, to where the bee might be centered or the hive might be centered, adding gold leaf to it, using the certain symbols of, of the bee and the life and pollination and life, then incorporating them with them. Right now, I just have them in little sketchbooks. I haven't created what I would call a finished piece yet, but that's one thing I'm looking at. Well, wrapping up here, I just have one more question for you. Do you have a website or social media or a gallery where people can visit your artwork? Right now, I'm associated with Cantrell Gallery in Little Rock, so I have work there, and uh, I usually have a show maybe once oh a year or two planning on having a show at some point next year I don't know exactly when they haven't worked out the calendar the website right now I don't have an exact website I'm not on Facebook <laughs> my friends are pressuring me that I should get on you're it. an artist you have I, to have I know, social media I, I know I, I need to at least get on to Instagram yeah uh, for sure and that's that's part of the plan my wife is on Facebook so she kind of <laughs> shoots things out and I look over her shoulder so she's sort of she's like, your middle Man. Yeah, she's my proxy, I guess, or something like that. But then at the Arkansas Tech University Department of Art website, there's a place where you can see 
what I'm doing and, and a little bit of my profile. They're changing the websites right now, so I'm not sure exactly what is up, but they used to have aspects of our work. And my university email is, is the email that I associate with anything art-related. Okay, too. great. Well, David, thank you so much for coming out and visiting with me today. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. I really enjoy the whole event. Thank you. Thank you for listening to RAM Radio. A special shout out to all of our members, donors, sponsors, and supporters for making programs like this podcast possible. If you are an artist residing in the River Valley or surrounding area and are interested in being featured in this podcast, email me at media at fsram.org for more information on how you can get into the spotlight. This is Melissa, Marketing Coordinator at the Fort Smith Regional Art Museum, signing off. <laughs>